When things feel like they're not going well, then it's always good to stick closer to the instructions. Like maybe I need to get them out. And what's backwards or something. So tonight, and this is maybe a good life principle, when you have a plan A and then it doesn't work, if you can find a way to just get real close to something that's in the Bible and just buddy up next to it, you're not going to get too far off track. Right? So if you ever have to just real quickly share something with a group or come up with a plan or lead something, and you're like, uh-oh, plan A's not going to work. If you can just get real simple of like, I'm going to just find something in the Bible and then just take maybe one step with it. And it, you can't go too long, typically. Just like if you're following instructions, typically you don't get too far off track. So today, if you have a Bible, we're going to be in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. But this is a very simple thing. If you want to get close to God, instead of reading a lot of Scripture, sometimes you can just slow it down. And just every little chunk you can, ask yourself a question, and then have a little pause. Right? And so today we're going to do that. You know, I don't know what your stamina is at for reflection, but today we're going to do it for about 10 minutes, okay? If you can't see this, that's okay. You don't have to see it up here in this little sand timer. But for me, I like sand timers better than regular timers because when I set something on my cell phone, I'm always like, well, when is it going to be done? You know, it feels a little like putting time out as a kid or something, you know? Whereas sand timer feels like there's not very much left. You know, it gives us like, I want it to keep lasting feeling. So I like that better. If you, if, Anyways, you can take that or leave it. But tonight we're going to be in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and we're going to start at verse 12, and we're going to see how far we get in about 10 minutes. And I picked 10 minutes. Uh, you could pick any amount of time for this, but what we're going to do is we're going to read a little bit from 1 Thessalonians 5, and then I'm going to ask you a question. And after I ask you a question, you don't have to respond out loud. What you're trying to do is reflect on your day, reflect on your week, and see if Jesus tells you something about it, okay? So just pause, try to listen to Jesus. If you get distracted, that's okay. There's another question about to come, right? We're gonna use this passage to guide our meditation time, okay? So First Corinthians, or sorry, First Thessalonians chapter five, um, and we're gonna start in verse 12, right? So had someone else bringing this up to me, earlier today, and it says, Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you. So this is talking about probably leaders in the church, but a reflection piece, I think, to ask yourself is, most of us find ourselves in some sort of leadership, and the first thing I want us to ask is just to ask Jesus, Jesus, am I working hard for the people you've put in my care. So I want to just have a ref- reflection on Jesus. Am I working hard for the people you have put in my care? Am I working hard for the people Jesus has put in my care? So that verse, now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. So 
The next question for us is, for those people that God has put over us, maybe to care for us, whether it's your parents, whether it's some sort of authority over you, is there anybody in authority over you, and have you given them love, or held them in high regard, or given them acknowledgement, right? So have you encouraged the people that God's put over you in some sort of authority? Have you encouraged the people that God's put over you in authority? The last half of verse 13 says, Live in peace with each other. It's a very simple command to this group of Christians. And just to keep it in our own church, think about Maywood, and just ask Jesus, like, am I living in peace with the other people of our church? Just open that question up to God. Am I living at peace with the other people of Maywood? Verse 14, we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. This might feel judgmental, but I think it's okay to ask the Holy Spirit, is there anybody you want me to warn or to tell that they're doing something wrong because either they're idle or because they are disruptive? So ask this of Jesus. You know, we don't normally look Hopefully for people we're supposed to be telling that they need to change. But maybe there's somebody in your life who's disrupting what God's wanting to do at our church or some other good place. Or maybe there's somebody who's idle who shouldn't be. And whether that's really uncomfortable or not, you're just asking God, like, God, do you want me? Do you want me to warn somebody, to have a hard conversation with someone about being idle and disruptive? The next piece of advice in that list is encourage the disheartened. So ask the Holy Spirit. This might not be the first person that comes to mind to you. But ask the Holy Spirit, who is disheartened that you want me to encourage? Who is in a low spot that you want me to encourage? The next command here is help the weak. Sometimes the, the Holy Spirit gives insight into weakness that maybe not everyone sees. But ask the Holy Spirit, who do you want me to help in their weakness? 
He may give you insight you didn't have before asking. ask the Holy Spirit there. But the thing I want to encourage you to today to do is say, Holy Spirit, give me a picture of what patient with everyone looks like. Just ask for a single picture. Whether it's a particular person, particular moment, ask for God to use your imagination and give you a picture of what patience with everyone looks like for you. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong. There's no bitterness or retribution. Instead, strive to do what's good for each other and everybody else is like even outside of the church. So here you can ask Jesus and ask the Holy Spirit, how can I go the extra mile to get rid of bitterness, to help people actually get along together. You know, like what's the extra step that I could do so that people will let go and not be in retribution mode? How can I be a peacemaker? Is maybe a better way to or a quicker way to say that. We're going to shift gears a little bit in verse 16 and just immediately obey what it tells us. So verse 16 says, rejoice always. So now just in a second or two, I want you to think of something to give God praise for. Say, say God, it's great. Or, God, I'm happy about this. Right? Or praise God. So think on that and give God a praise. Verse 17 says, pray continually. And we're doing that already, right? We're asking and talking and listening with God. It says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Sometimes when we are listening, we're very concerned about figuring out God's will, but we know it right now. Peace of God's will is for us to be grateful. So right now, say thank you to God, no matter what your circumstances, find something to genuinely thank Him for. Finally, I want you just to have an open heart to some final commands and then to a blessing in these verses as we wrap up our time. So just have an open heart as I read the last four or five verses. Verse 19 says, Do not quench the Spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject Every kind of evil. 
receive this blessing. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, we wrapped up the time, maybe a few grains of sand earlier, but about 10 minutes. And for some of you, might have felt like, Jake, you went way too fast. The nice thing is, like, you can probably find 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12. Like, you could do this longer and have more time, right? But for others, you might have felt like, that was really long. It's stretching, right? But it's a slower rate to read the Bible where you give these gaps to the Holy Spirit. You don't, you don't go very far, right? But you, you check in with the Bible, then you listen. Then you check in with the Bible, and you listen. And you're letting the Bible keep you very much in tune with God's voice. But then you're also opening up to like the Holy Spirit giving you something specific for today. Because those sorts of lists at the end of epistles or letters from Paul, it's really easy to read them fast. And to come away with no takeaways from the Holy Spirit. And if you just like randomly start being a jerk to anybody who's idle in your opinion, you're probably not going to fulfill everything we just read, right? But if you will pause and say, Jesus, is there somebody who's not doing what they should be doing that you you want me to talk to? And if he doesn't give you somebody, like you're off the hook, right? Like we don't have to look for people to criticize. But we would be a healthier church if we listened to the Holy Spirit. And when we did say something, it was like, a, hey, Justin, like, I mean, Justin's super hard worker, so it's easy to use him for this fake analogy, right? But like, Justin, you really need to try harder and work a little more, right? Like, we don't really think that, right? But like, it would mean a lot as a church body if we were listening to the Holy Spirit and saying it because we feel like God put on our heart, not because some other reason, right? So, and, uh, and if we're doing the rest of this stuff, right, like going the extra mile to try to uproot bitterness, right, like seeing like, oh man, this guy and this guy aren't getting along, I'm going to bring cookies to our next thing, so like everybody's not angry at least, right, like we're going to be well fed, and hopefully we get along better, right? So that's the sort of stuff it's talking about. Uh, again, it's a small kind of time that we start scuba with, but it's about saying, Jesus, I want quality time with you. I want to listen to the Holy Spirit. And if you were here today and you have a guess that God did tell you something on one of those little pauses, it's really important to take a step of obedience to what you think you heard. And the reason it's so important, one, it might be that like God himself has told you something. like That makes it really important. But even if you're wrong... Trying to do what you think God's told you to do, like God's going to smile at that. He's going to see your heart. But you're going to learn over time. Like, oh man, that was God's voice or it wasn't God's voice. As you try to walk it out, keep humbly, you're going to learn what it feels like when it's just your own guilt or when it's just something a critical parent used to always harp on you about or when it's like your Heavenly Father in Heaven who pushes you farther than anyone will push you, but also is like comforting and loves you more than anyone, right? So you're going to start to discern it when you listen and obey. But if you never listen, it's hard to know what his voice is like. And if you don't obey, like, you don't 
really find that out either. Because we got stuff inside of us. And some of it's not God's voice, right? And you don't figure that out until you look at the Bible and make your best effort to say, this is what God's told me that fits with the Bible, and then I'm going to do it and see what happens. And if God's coming, if good fruit's coming of it, you'll know, oh, that is God's voice. Okay, so scuba tonight. We've got, it's still January. We're still trying to figure out our groups of four. Um, but if you're, is anybody here tonight and they're like, I don't have any group at all? You don't mind? Okay, so do you have a group you can maybe jump in with? Like, with these? Yeah, okay. So uh, I think everybody else has been here enough to have somebody to jump in with, right? Steve? Yeah, Steve's got it. We got two of us. Right, so some, sometimes you're going to have less than four. That's okay. If you've got two guys, like Steve and, and one guy, that's okay. Just meet in your smaller group if you've got somebody. Um, and as we're going through January, I'm kind of seeing how it's working out consistency-wise, and we're going to maybe, I'm brainstorming some solutions for as we get people coming in for the first time, how we're going to help that process. But it sounds like tonight everybody's got somebody to meet with, so we're going to do our regular scuba time now. And if you're, so go ahead and spread out. Like I said, I made a promise that we wouldn't touch the kids' costumes, so don't touch that. But you can spread out to wherever you want. Um, and I will guide us through our questions, like kind of after you guys spread around a little bit, okay?